because I'm such a strong believer that all the answers are within and it's really not something we need to go out and find some gurus to bring us the, the wisdom. So now that we're finally knowing, all the knowing is within. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. Greetings and salutations, folks. It's Audley Stevenson, and I'm back with another edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. This is the Audacious Living Podcast, and as always, it's an absolute pleasure to be here as we continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. Welcome to episode 226 of the podcast, and man, I'm super pleased to welcome Amrit Singh. Uh, he's uh, to today's guest. He's a high momentum life coach, and uh, Amber and I will focus our chat around growth and the importance of doing so during those moments of discomfort. Uh, as you hear from Amber, it's a key to achieving anything beyond what we already have, and I'm telling you, it's a fabulous conversation that I think you'll all enjoy. So without any further ado, here's my chat with Amrit. Enjoy. Hey, Amrit, thank you for joining me today here on the Audacious Living Podcast. It's, it's a pleasure. I know we've been, we've been trying to do this for a while, and we finally got the time to sit down and connect with this. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Audley. I'm super pumped. Yes, I, I am as well. Um, uh, you know, here on this podcast, we, we talk so much about how you know, people can live their, their best audacious lives and there's different pathways to get to that point. And we're all on this different path. We're not doing the same thing to get to this place because the very individual journey. But I think that's really much in line with the work that you do because you help individuals and clients sort of get to their own place of happiness and you sort of guide them uh, through your own methods and, 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 and techniques. So I thought uh, it makes sense. And, and maybe as a starting point, uh, I can get you sort of talk about the work what you do with clients and, 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 and how you do it. Yeah, thanks for that. Because for me, really, the, the real motivation behind the work I do is that I learned that I don't have to give anything or do something. Okay. I just have to hold the space, you know, like a little bit like grandma on the park bench while you're playing on the playground. Right. And hold the space for this amazingness I see in every single one of my clients and for the potential I see and for the expansion I see, because I'm such a strong believer that all the answers are within. And it's really not something we need to go out and find some gurus to bring us the, the wisdom. So now that we're finally knowing all the knowing is within, you know, so yes. what I can help with is to remove distractions and remove all those things which take us away from who we truly are. And then that light begins to shine on my clients. And that's just so exciting and so rewarding to be part of that. Those aha moments when people realize they they knew the answer all the time. I kind exactly. Of like in your last podcast, if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. It yeah. was really cool. I love that. I connected so much with it. Well, well, I, I think of the the um, the example of say you're looking for your glass and they're sitting on the top of your head, right? And you're spending all this time trying to find them, but meanwhile you had them the entire time. That's very much what these aha moments are like, and sort of the clouds open up, and you're like, oh, I see it all much more clearer now. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, and I love that, and it is so fun and so rewarding, mm -hmm. and such a great field of work to be in. So I'm I'm blessed. What got you on this path, Amrit? 
Oh, for me, honestly, if I go back all the way till I was 14, 15, it was smoking weed. And because it really was that that connection I could feel to, oh, my God, there is more to this life than what I had previously known. And so, you know, when I talk about this, usually people are like, oh, wow, awesome. So I can smoke weed as much as I want. <laughs> oh, there's there's a side effect, right? Yeah. There's this, you know, the, the weed is is a is a teacher, is a guide, is something that allows you to open the door. When you start depending on it, it becomes a crutch. And if you depend on it too much, you just end up lying around watching Netflix, eating chips, nothing happens in your life. Right. And that's when you know you got a problem with it. But I don't want to demonize the, the marijuana because I think the plant is such an amazing plant to mm -hmm. educate us and mm -hmm. teach us. But it's a little bit similar to, to ayahuasca or mushrooms or any of those. You know, if you take that stuff every day and then you're trying to drive your kids to school, you got a problem. Right. And when you have a problem, you need to adjust that. So right. I, I'm trying to, this is like a big thing on my TikTok channel. I talk a lot about, I'm trying to get this message out there of, hey, it's not if this is good or bad, mm -hmm. right? It's about like, what did you learn from the plant? And can you replicate that without the plant? Because okay. that's the real power and the real magic of it. Got you. So so how, how long did it take you to learn the lessons? Then? Well, first from 15 to about, I think I was almost 25 by the time I, okay. I moved to India. So it was a long period where I, I smoked a ton and nothing changed in my life. I was just stuck. I was lying around. I was, you know, I, I felt this connection with the idea, yes. but I, it could not integrate in my life. You know, I had all these amazing ideas and I'm sure a lot of the listeners can relate to that. You know, you have these amazing conversations and yeah. it's so deep yeah. and you know everything. And then your actions don't reflect that and nothing right. changes in your life. Right. And you're like, I, I don't know, maybe I just have to smoke more weed, right? And then you smoke more weed and then even less changes in your life. Right. So again, want to get the message out. The key here is to learn the lesson Yes. And then being able to connect to that same thing without smoking. And that's when you're on the way. Was there, was there, I mean, oftentimes when we sort of get to that moment of realization, there's, you know, a spark, a trigger, something that kind of, you know, you know, turns that light bulb on. Was there something for you when you got to that age of 25 and you're like, oh. Well, for me, my aha moment came with the practice of Kundalini yoga and meditation. Okay. And when I, the first time in my life, when I truly meditated, you know, like when I really went deep and not just like a five, 10 minute thing, but, you know, after a couple hours of meditation mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my God, I'm so high. I'm so much higher than the weed ever took me. And it reminded me of that same energy, but I was not stoned. I had the capacity to integrate that in my life. I had the capacity to make choices. I had the capacity to change my relationships and to really change myself as a human being. And so for me, that was my big aha moment where I right. was like, oh my God, I didn't even know this is possible to achieve this any other way. Right, right. So then, then I've got to ask, because uh, very much what you're talking about thus far is you know, your own self-discovery. When did you make the transition that you were able to help others? Oh, very quickly, I started to, to learn more about Kundalini Yoga, which was my path, and I became a teacher. 
And so I was teaching for a long time. And then I came to the point where I realized the limitations of being a teacher. Okay. Because when you're a teacher, you're just saying like, oh, I have the way, just do what I say. And the other person gets like a, a pretty decent outcome, right? They get about 80%, sure. but they're dependent on your teachings. They're depending on, oh, Amrit Singh said the right way is to grow a beard and have a turban and do Kundalini yoga. And it's limiting. Right. And so now I'm at this new point where as a coach, I really step into like, hey, we all have our own path. Mine is with the beard and the turban. Yours might be completely different. Right. Mine is with meditation. Yours might be with Tai Chi. But ultimately, you know, like it doesn't matter if you're Christian or Muslim or atheist or whatever, you know, all these paths lead to the same goal. And the goal is within and God is within. And Jesus talked about it 2000 years ago. And then Muhammad said the same thing. And then in the Hindu religion, all that, you know, it's all the right. same teaching. Right. And so when you come to that point, you realize, hey, this is my path. Yes. And then the work with a coach becomes so interesting because now suddenly you have someone on your team yes. who encourages you and believes in you and uplifts you and expands you. And now you can truly trust your own path and you don't just have to, you know, be a copycat and do what someone else is doing. Well, and, and, and I'm glad you made that final point on, you know, the, the copycat, because that, that, that's kind of where, where I was going to sort of talk about with you, because I think and one of, the, one of the biggest, and again, I'm just sort of giving my, my perspective, I think one of the biggest challenges oftentimes is that comparison, that what are people doing, you know, so-and-so has gotten this far and I'm not there yet, excuse me, and it just seems to be that there, there's so much emphasis and, and focus on what uh, the, what's lacking versus what individuals have. Yeah, totally. And there's so much derangedness in there. I mean, all the different religions of the world have their fanatics and the fanatics say, oh, but here in this line in my book, it says this and that. And every other person who doesn't do it my way is bad. And I'm the only one who's good. And, you know, I've been at that place, too, you know, where I thought I'm like on the only right path and everybody else needs to be told about my amazing path. And now that I'm almost 50, you know, I'm at the point where I'm saying like, oh, my God, I was such an idiot. You know? <laughs> but finally, you know, like it took a little longer, but I realized that. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the realization, I mean, those are always nice moments to get to like, oh, wow, I get it now. Uh, so I understand. Um, uh, so so, so can, can we sort of talk about that, that, that discovery of your path, what that what that looks like and, and or at least how you help help clients get that. I know you sort of touched on you let them lead it right because that's it's really their journey their path as a coach but um yeah I wonder if you sort of can provide some context on that well for me really the key is in there to, I help people in my first session to connect with purpose and to connect with meaning and to really answer the question why did you come why are you in this body why Right. This is such a big question. I still remember this so clearly when I was eight, nine years old and I asked my parents, I said, why? Why are we doing all this? Why is this life like this? And they were just like, uh, uh, you know, they didn't have the answers for me. And so I really that's that's like a thing which gives me a lot of joy to really help people find their purpose and find their passion and find their joy in life again. And then to really trust 
to follow that, even though that might not make as much money as the job in tech or the job, you know, right. which been paying the bills. And now suddenly, you know, someone says, I want to be a podcaster, right? And then right. people are going, oh my God, but you could make so much more money over here. And saying like, but that's my passion and that's what I love. And that's really, you know, I think that's so essential because I think especially for us men, we've been so conditioned in this world to just be like, hey, we're the providers, we're always yes. strong, yes. we never cry, we never show feelings, we just have to show up and do, do, do. And then by like 1030 at night, we're completely exhausted. Yes. You know, we're just the only thing which gives us any joy is to drink that one beer and watch some TV for an hour. And then the next day it repeats again. And then you're in this rat race, right, where it's just all suffering and pain and it's not necessary. I mean, there's other ways. And that's really what I want to bring into the world. You know, in, in the example you gave where, you know, someone, you know, leaves their big tech job and goes off to, you know, follow their passion. Uh, it, it's so true. I, I remember uh, a friend of mine, he, uh, he, he worked in the finance industry. And, 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 you know, he, he did the job, he did it for many, many years, but he had a, a true passion and love for golfing. He wanted yeah, to open up. He wanted to open up a golf course, and we actually want to work on a golf course. And he could have been doing anything. It didn't matter yeah. what. He just wanted to be in that space. And, and I, I remember when he, he he sort of made the decision that you know he's quitting his you know seven figure job to go work at yeah. a golf course, and people couldn't. <laughs> understand again wrap their mind around it, it, it just could they, they couldn't get it and i and i remember when he told me initially you know my, my first thing was like hey are you sure was what you want for yourself and and, and you could see Emmett, you could see the joy in his face he goes oh my gosh this is such an amazing opportunity for me i've got to go and i just remember like hey knock yourself out but yeah. but others around him just couldn't understand they looked no, at him no. like they thought he was absolutely crazy or they thought he needed help and maybe they <laughs> needed to admit him to a mental institution and the interesting thing those same people yes. are the ones who by 45 50 are completely burned out yes. because they hate their job they hate their lives they end up in some addiction whatever it is you know like i mean there's so many addictions which are not drug related Right, and right, like right. they have some sort of coping mechanism, their body shuts down, they develop a heavy illness, and then they start asking them these questions. You know, like uh, then they say, like, okay, what do I need to change? Yeah, yeah, no, and and it's interesting because you know I remember one of the individuals, um, she she, uh, I can remember past dialogues and maybe even after that where she sort of talked about just kind of being in this, it's defined as that rat race. Gotta go to yeah. home, you know, go home, take your family, go back to work, get on that cycle again. And and you could tell, and again, I and I and I, I don't want I don't want to sound judgmental from a judgmental place, but the sense that I got was that she wasn't happy or certainly wasn't fulfilled in what she was doing and uh, whereas you got this guy just quit his job and his golf course is tickled pink and loving life right of course yeah and so, that's that's really the key you know to find that place of fulfillment and to step out of these societal norms where you need to have a house which has eight rooms and you need to have at least three cars and you need to send your kids to the most expensive schools and you need to just make more money, make more money. Make, it's all designed in that way, right? When we were 18, 20, we didn't care about the money. We we're like, oh, I made 500 bucks. I'm a millionaire now. I can do whatever I want, right? right. So, but times have changed where then you know, by 30, you have this big mortgage, and then you got your babies, and then you have that extra money, and then school starts, and then each school 
it's a thousand dollars per kid and then you you're in the, your mind you're thinking if i do not make this eight thousand dollars next month my whole life is going to come to a grind my wife is going to leave me my kid's going to die right. this it's not it's not true this is this this false belief of the only way to happiness is through money. And it's kind of like we've been conditioned of through media over the last 30, 40 years into that system. And when you look at the at the global economy, that's really what keeps it going, what keeps it expanding, right? And of course, the big businesses are excited about, you know, getting us to buy more and spend more and expand economy because they're, they're businesses, they want to make money, I understand too, but that's just not get caught up into that right gotcha and it's hard i guess you know again when you're looking sort of across the way and we get in caught we get caught in that comparison it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's we hard all do. To, to say oh well no no just focus on me i'm wondering how you help your clients work with a comparison issue i think we'll deal with that oh it's really powerful to come to the point of even realizing and making it conscious because okay. The biggest problem I see when I work with people is the subconscious patterns, okay. you know, like when, when you say, oh, I don't compare myself, but then you, you kind of, you know, compare yourself to the neighbor and you do want that nicer car and you do want that new iPhone and you do want, you know, like, and then you, it's all these things where you're subconsciously comparing yourself and then you're, you're judging that as, oh, it's bad when I compare. So I better not talk to anyone about this. So no one knows. So I can tell the whole world how I never compare myself to anyone. Right. right. So, and then you have a real problem and the real problem is you're lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. So what I do with my clients is get them to reflect and be like, oh shit, I actually compare myself. Right. And then we take it to the next level to say, okay, we all do. Let's accept that and let's love yourself for that. Mm -hmm. And let's, with baby steps, step out of that and recognize how that's not helping you. And then you go like, yeah, truly, that really doesn't help me. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, so this is the process and it's really not that complicated. Right. And, and it's interesting, Amber, because I do think there's value in when, when you sort of look at what people uh, 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 not necessarily what they attain, but sort of, uh, you know, you know, their life and how they live their lives and how they operate. There's some value in that. But I think the problem is when you try to emulate that. So I think it's a really interesting distinction that needs to be made. It's like, it's not like looking at people. So, you know, you know, Amherst got a beard. Oh my gosh, it's got a cool beard. Maybe like, that doesn't mean that <laughs> no, I can't, I don't want to do that because I'm comparing. Yeah. No, it's not that at all. What we're saying is, you know, you, you, you can take things from people and pattern them into your own lives to do what works for you. Can we not? Totally. But ultimately, it comes down to the fact to accept what you have right. and be able to enjoy it. And imagine it's a little bit like, again, I come back to the playground examples. I worked with kids for a long time. Okay. So when you have a kid and they got some really nice new shoes and they're super excited and they're going to the playground with their new shoes and they're like so pumped and expanded and happy. And then some other kid comes who got the super expensive super shoes and yes. says like, oh, you only got those normal ones. Look, I got those ones. And now that same kid, which was excited five seconds before, is upset and mm. goes like, oh, my shoes are not the $400 shoes and I'm only got the $200 shoes. Oh, right. you know, and now like, how do we respond as an adult to that kid, right? We are like, oh, come on, don't compare. Look how great your shoes are. Look how happy you, right? We say all the right things to that yes. kid, but yes. no one says those things to us. And again, that's why it's so essential to have someone in your life who's like a mentor or a coach yep. 
where you have those regular meetings and they pull you up and they go like, okay, where are we at? And then you talk about it and you process this and you come through the other side. And that's how true growth happens, you know, because growth doesn't happen in your comfort zone, right? right? And we as adults and also as men, again, yes. we are so comfortable, right? We're in our world and everything is so comfortable and no one confronts us ever. No one ever tells us the truth our face, except our wives, of course. <laughs> and then from them, we, we pretend they don't know what they're talking about. Right, right? Right. <laughs> That's because right. it's too much to handle for us, guys. <laughs> and so it's really this when you have a coach and you have a coach who you actually pay money and they confront you and they hold the mirror up and they say, like, look yep. at it. This is you. And you go like oh shit, that is me. Okay. And now you're in your discomfort, you're outside your comfort zone. And that's where growth happens. And then you look back four months later and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe how much I grew as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really, I'm glad you made that point around growth and coming out of the comfort zone because it's very, I mean, the comfort zone is nice. It's warm. It's relaxing. We know it well, like why leave? Right. But, you know, you, but if you're looking for more, if you're looking to connect to your higher self, you're not going to find it where you're comfortable. You've got exactly. to, and, and so, so when we, I'll, I'll tie it into the podcast a little bit, when we talk about, you know, you know, stepping into your audacious self, it is coming out of your comfort zone very much yeah. because yeah. you're not going to achieve anything beyond what you already have. If you don't, quite frankly, at least that's what I believe. Exactly. And this is the, this the other thing, you know, we live in this world of manifestation. Okay. And it's so easy to manifest and to create reality. And a lot of people misunderstand how that works. They think okay. like, if I sit every morning and I meditate on a million dollars in my bank account on my red Ferrari, then I'm going to get those things. Right. No, that's not how it works. The way life works is life gives you what you vibrate out. So what you and I have today is what we are vibrating. Yes. And that's our comfort zone. Yeah. And if we want that million dollars in our bank account, we need to step out of our comfort zone and vibrate that. Yeah. And then life just takes a couple of months to catch up to that and provides that reality. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can go to 10 million. And the reason I love talking about money is because money is such an amazing tool, yes. which we all feel a little bit uncomfortable around. It's a little bit like religion or politics or sex, you know, like, oh, let's not talk about money so much, except if I have a lot, and then I talk about it, mm -hmm. right? But it's this thing to really accept the fact and take 100% responsibility to say like, hey, the reason I only make 4,000 bucks a month is because that what my comfort zone provides. So how do you get out of that? you grow out of your comfort zone. How do you do that? You step into discomfort and you expand. And now suddenly making $8,000 a month is the new normal. Right. And guess what happens at $8,000? You get very comfortable again. And then what? What do you do? You step out of your comfort zone again. And you say, okay, what would it take to make $16,000 a month? And now gets super interesting. And now money gets super interesting because money is really just a way to keep score yeah. in the game of life. Yeah, it doesn't become the focus any longer, right? The focus is how do you build on what you've done? And I think a real important point on this is it is very much building on what you've done, right? You're not starting from scratch all over. And, and when we talk about high achievers and how they get become more successful, it's exactly that. They take what they've done, they've had success in it, and how, they, and how they do that better, really. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I wonder, I wonder Amrit, and we've sort of alluded to a couple times in the conversation, uh, uh, the you, connecting to our higher self. 
What does that actually mean? Oh, it's an interesting one because we already are connected to our higher self, every okay. single one of us. So I really want to send this out to the listeners to, to recognize, you know, those moments when it was really easy to connect to some higher source where you're really connected. You know, and that's why people love going to church or to some temples or to the forest or to some beautiful, quiet place where you can become calm and you can close your eyes and your phone is away and the distractions of life are away. And suddenly you're like, huh, I am connected. It's not that like something makes you be connected. You're already connected. You're just removing all the distractions and all the blocks to really experience that connection. And then our lower self, and again, it's not bad or good, right? The higher self is not better than the lower self. It's designed like that, you know, like in this world, in this 3D reality we live in, mm -hmm. it's very much about, oh my God, you know, I feel angry, I feel upset, I have these emotions. That's all part of the experience. But this connection to our higher identity, full of love and compassion, is always there. And again, we can step into that just by getting out of the way it's not rocket science got you the 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 so going back to the 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 example we gave with respects to coming out of our comfort zone uh our, our comfort zone that would would that you know is that the lower self in our comfort zone is that fair to say yes very much because that means oh look how comfortable i am look how far i have come and again there's nothing good or bad in there you just cannot say like hey i wonder why i don't make more money i don't wonder why i don't have more amazing passionate opportunities in my life if you don't want to change you want to stay in your little bubble mm -hmm. and that's the thing what happens when you again you remove the distractions and you truly connect to your higher self right that's when you see like, oh my God, I'm not done. You know, there is a bigger plan. I, I had more planned. I want more from this life. Right. And then you're going to have to move and you're going to have to put on your hiking shoes and get outside and maybe it's raining and you're walking and you're going up yeah. that mountain and you're thinking like, oh my God, what am I doing? I could be sitting on my nice sofa at home watching TV. <laughs> right. But you chose to go outside and make yourself uncomfortable. You know, like Wim Hof propagated that so nicely with the ice bath. The okay. ice bath yeah. is such an amazing thing, big part because you're making yourself uncomfortable and you're allowing way. yourself right. to get into this, oh my God, I'm going to die, so cold, so, ah, right? In that situation where you're expanding yourself. And again, mm. it doesn't happen at home on your sofa. And no. again, no judgment, right? There's no good or bad. No. There's no right or wrong. You can choose to smoke weed for the rest of your life and say, this is what I want. But then don't complain that nothing ever changes. Right. It's just challenging because it can be painful. It can be uncomfortable. Uh, it might hurt. I mean, there's all sorts of things why why people shy away from that. And, and, quite, oh, yeah. and quite, quite honestly, it's just not the easier path, right? As per design, it's really meant to not be the easier path right. because otherwise there wouldn't be any growth. I mean, look at all the growth opportunities. You know, when a butterfly hatches, it has to like work itself out of that cocoon. They actually done studies where people like were cutting the cocoons for the butterfly yeah. and those butterflies couldn't live because they didn't work up the strength and the muscle strength to be able to fly afterwards. So they would die. I mean, mm -hmm. like what a concept.
same yeah. thing you know human birth or or birth of all the animals on this planet is through this extreme transformational experience of being squeezed and pushed out and we all went through it, and it's like such a transition yes. from this yeah. very comfortable place in the belly to oh my god what's happening i got squished now it's cold i'm screaming yes. like i'm disconnected right. oh my god but we're all choosing that because we know that's where the growth is and and I, I I love the butterfly analogy because it it's just so fitting, right? You think of where you start and then where you finish, and and I, and what I love about oftentimes the hermit is when you get to that finish side, you look back and you're like, you know, you're, 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 why didn't I or why was I worried about this or why didn't I take that step sooner? I mean, th those are fabulous conversations to have because you're like, why didn't I, right? <laughs> oh, and it's so interesting to have those conversations with people. In yes. the moment when they're thinking about stepping out of their comfort zone again, and they go like, but I'm afraid. Maybe mm -hmm. this is going to hurt. Maybe I'm going to lose all my money. Maybe this is going to happen. And then you're like, but look back. Look back at all the challenging situations in your life, not even in mine, but in your life. What did they give you? And they go like, oh, my God, every single one of them made me a better human being. Exactly. Every single one of them expanded me into my growth. And yeah. now it gets interesting because now they don't have an excuse anymore not to take action. Well, and 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 what I love about that too is that that sets you up for the next big step because there's always another big step to there's take. There's always right? going to be another, and it's going to be bigger <laughs> than the last one, and that's going to be scarier. You know, yes. like this is how it is for me. I've been doing this for thirty years, and you know, I've taken a lot of these big steps, and now the next one in front of me is so freaking scary again. Yeah. And so that's how how it works. And I think if we can re remember, because I, you know, I, I'm I'm all for sort of keeping score and and you know keeping track of your wins. And I think when you can do that, that gives you sort of the momentum. And and really, you know, you you ask yourself because because you think about every time you're about to make that big step, that moment where uh, that moment of indecision where you're on the precipice or on the cusp, and you're like, I don't know, I don't know. Everyone has felt that at some point, but those who stepped and did it anyways. No, and they're able to look back. What are they oftentimes saying? They're having those conversations like, why didn't I? And I should have. And right. So it's all about uh, recognizing that the feelings that you're going to feel are natural. It's going to feel uncomfortable. But you still that still shouldn't prevent you from stepping forward anyways. Unfortunately, it does prevent 99% of us mm. to make those steps. Right. And so really, I want to encourage more people and help more people and serve more people. And having someone on your side when you make those big decisions is just yes. so amazing and yeah. so valuable. I mean, I have two coaches in my life, you know, who I connect with on a weekly basis where I just say like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. I'm scared. I need help. And they are going like, OK, you know, and they help me through the process. And I walk away. OK, I can do this. And they last for about like a week, 10 days before I need to be back on the phone and be like, oh, my God, I can't do this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, no, no. that's the yeah. journey. Right. Yeah. So, so you, 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 you allude to a very interesting point with respect to how we can help others. And so my, my, my question, Amrit, is, you know, by me, by me stretching and evolving and expanding and growing, how does that serve other people? I mean, easy answer, right? We all want to be around those expanded people who have grown, who have done the inner work, you know, who are complete, who in whose presence we can feel calm and we feel relaxed. 
And we don't want to be around these neurotic people who who take everything personal and have all their shit not worked out. Right. That's the people right. we run from, right? Mm -hmm. And we're and so really to influence the world, I found over my journey, it's not about going out there and telling people things they don't want to hear about, but to really making yourself so shiny and so radiant that people want to come to you. And they say like, okay, I want to hear from you. Tell me about it because I'm seeing something which I want. And so I want more of that. So tell me your story. And now it becomes interesting. And I love that about the work. Well, and, and we all, you're right. We, we do want to be around those people that, that, that inspire us and motivate us and, and, and force us uh, to want to do better and be better and and, and it's, it's great energy to be around and i'm sure you know look we're having this conversation and i'm sure you know you 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 hear that from folks individuals that you know that appreciate the work that you do for them because you're able to do those things and so um because this is just a good space to be in right <laughs> oh yeah exactly it's amazing i mean what a blessing and this is actually something which came to my mind earlier when you spoke I think one of these amazing practices, because people like their little tools, so I want to share one of them, okay. is daily gratitude. And it's like such a thing everybody talks about. It's like blah, blah, gratitude. But sit your ass down for three minutes a day yeah. and just remind yourself of all the amazing stuff in your life. Right. And it can be like that you can take a hot shower. It can be that you have running water in your yeah. home, yeah. that you had a meal yesterday. You know, like and write it down and really remind yourself and do that for every day. Do that for 40 days and change your habit around how you relate to yourself and what you are grateful for. I mean, it's going to blow your mind how just this five minute practice is going to change your life more than five hours of meditation a day. Well, it's interesting because when you get into the topic of gratitude, uh, and, and yes, I mean, people, it's, it's something that's not new. Everyone understands what it is. It's the practice of actually, as you said, you know, sitting your ass down and doing it. But it, it, it's, it's an interesting process because I find that once you start to train your mind, because that's really what we're doing is we're, we're tuning or training our mind to view things differently. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden, the way you, you know, like, like two people will see a situation and have a totally different take on it, right? Uh -huh. One yeah, from a his mindset, another one's like, well, you know, it's something different. And so, so you can, if we can train our mind to do that, you know, it, it, it can have ripples throughout our entire lives. Oh, and it does. And that's the cool thing. And that's why I'm challenging all the listeners for 40 day practice okay. to spend five minutes a day. And it would be awesome if you guys could leave some comments and tell us on how that's going. Because to do that for 40 days, and again, you know, back to Christianity, that's where Jesus went into the desert for 40 days. Right. It's, a, it's a number through, through history, which allows you to break an old habit, takes 21 days, yeah. and then to establish the new habit, takes 20 days. So that period of that 40 days with that one day in the middle, which counts double, is what allows you to break your old habits, your old way of thinking into this new way of thinking where you're like, oh my God, it's raining. I'm grateful. Oh my God, the sun is shining. I'm grateful. Right. Oh my God, you know, I got to see my child smile. I'm grateful. And that energy and that what that does in your body on a physical level, on a hormonal level, for your nervous system, for every cell in your being is just exceptional. Got you. Got you. No, I think it's wonderful. And, and, and that, you know, that practice of gratitude, 
Uh, again, it, it can certainly have ripple effects on our lives. So it's an awesome. I'm glad we touched on that. You know, Amrit, uh, uh, this has been a phenomenal conversation. And I do want to ask you one last thing before we, we wrap up here. And that it really is around, you know, so so that individual, you know, someone's out there listening and, and you know, and they're sort of on that cusp that we talked about, right? And they're and at that point of indecision, uh, you know, it's, it's that it's that I know I should, but I still can't. And whatever that can, whatever that holding them back, it, it could be a variety of things. Like you know, you touched on distractions, and you know, and distractions. And maybe I can get you sort of talk about you know what sort of distractions can prevent people from making that decision. But for that individual who 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 is on that cusp and trying to figure it out and not sure, what what, what would you say to them? I would say trust your heart. Go into your courage. Right, the French word for heart is cur, and in English it's courage. It's coming from the heart to have that trust, follow your path and do something about it. And as a little gift for you and for your listeners, I want to expand myself and say, like, if you are interested and you want to hear more what a coach can do for you in your life, reach out to me, you know, find me on TikTok, find me on Instagram, write me an email, look at my website, all that, you know, whatever way works. But reach out and make a change. And if you say like, my God, I'm not going to reach out to a weird guy with beard and turban. Fine too. Find some other coach right. and reach out to them. Because I know a lot of my colleagues are offering these free sessions because they know how much value they bring to the world with that. And so for me, I love sitting and I will dedicate 75 minutes of your time, of, of my time to you to serve you in that way. If that's something people are interested in. Because that's where my passion lies, you know, and, and really over the last couple of months, my focus went much more to working with men, okay. because I can really feel like, especially men, you know, between like 30 and 60, who, who realized, you know, have been process and they realized, oh, my God, there is more. What is my higher self? How do I connect? How do I change my diet? How do I change my, my life around to just be that little bit healthier? How do I overcome this? this heart condition where my doctor is telling me like, dude, if you don't pay attention, right. you know, like let's talk about these things. And I think men have been so underserved mm -hmm. in the spiritual community in general, because it's really 90% woman, right? right? As you know, if you go anywhere in a yoga class or in a meditation class, yes. the reason it's 90% woman is because for women, it's much easier to connect to that higher self. For us guys, we need a little bit more help. So my passion is to really step out into the world and serve as many. And so again, long answer to the short question you asked me, what should people do? Say, trust your gut. And if your gut and your heart say, maybe I should take that 75 minute thing with Amrit Singh and do it, just sign up, just send me a message, just do it. I mean, worst case scenario is you walk away and your email ends up on my email list, which you can unsubscribe from. <laughs> right. There you go. That's an easy answer. E easy reply to that one, right? Just take your name off the list and you're good. But I, I you know, listen, I, I, I do appreciate, and certainly appreciate the offer uh, that you're saying to listeners. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, and of I can course. tell you, Amrit, you know, I, 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 do, I have no idea how long we've been chatting here, but I can tell you anything but weird from weird. You're definitely not a weird guy. 
Oh, thank you. I, 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 I love the mission. I love the passion. Uh, and uh, I think anything that we can do to help uh, people get to that higher place, that better place is a great thing um, because we all, that, that's something. And I, and, and, and I, 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 using the word should is something I oftentimes like doing, but I do think we should be considering how we need to get to that better place because uh, that's where we belong, quite frankly. Right. Yeah. And, and don't get stuck in your thinking about if that is the right, uh, just take action, just like write a one line email, just put a time on my calendar, just spend that time with me. And I promise you'll, you'll get something super valuable out of it. And it's really, really not complicated. And also catch yourself if you're not doing it. Gotcha. And then examine why, what all your excuses are. Yeah, why? Like, why Why not? Like, what's holding you back? Especially right. especially for those individuals who thought about it, right? Like, I, I, I can understand if it's a brand new thought, you never thought, you're like, oh, I never never thought of coaching before. Yeah. But a lot of times there are people who thought about it and considered it and still not. So it's like, yeah. why haven't you, right? And that's, that's yeah. a good question to ask. 100%. Awesome. Amber, listen, thank you for this. Uh, for, for our listeners, let's give our website one more contact information. If they want to connect you with, we encourage them to do so. Where, where could we send them? Um, you can look me up under coachingnow.info. So super simple, just coachingnow.info. But really, it's kind of boring landing page. I don't know. You'll find my email address there. But the fun place to find me is on TikTok. And look me up under Amrit Singh. That's like, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. And what we talked in the beginning about how the drugs relate. Apparently my, my TikTok followers love when I talk about the drugs and the weed. And so that's what I do. And so that's a fun place to connect with me. And there you can send me a message too, or find me on Instagram. Like really it comes down to shit, I'm going to take action. And then you take your phone and you send a message and you press send. And then you go like, shit, I just did that. And now he's going to write me back. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. And that's you're already uncomfortable. And that's good. Because what happens when you're uncomfortable, you start to grow. Yeah. Awesome. Amrit, thanks for this, my friend. Take care and all the best. All the best. Bye. Back we are here on the podcast and much thanks and appreciation goes out to Amrit for being here and engaging in a really healthy conversation about growing through difficult times. Uh, I'd encourage you to check him out online. Definitely follow him on his TikTok channel. Very, very entertaining. He does a lot of good stuff. So again, Amrit, uh, thank you for taking the time. You know, I really appreciate the conversation that we had, but if there's just one thing I take from our chat, my chat with Amrit, it would have to be this. In the pursuit of personal growth and self-improvement, it's essential to acknowledge that growth often comes hand in hand with discomfort. Stepping outside our comfort zones challenges our beliefs and facing the unknown can be actually really intimidating. But it's precisely these experiences and through these experiences that we can unlock our true potential and embark on a transformative, transformative journey of self-discovery. Let's explore practical strategies and insights on how to grow through discomfort and embrace the opportunities that it presents. Discomfort is not always a negative state to be avoided. In fact, it can be a powerful catalyst for personal growth. When we challenge ourselves and step into unfamiliar territory, we open up new perspectives, skills, and opportunities. Embracing discomfort allows us to stretch our limits, build, build resilience, and cultivate a growth mindset. 
Rather than staying away from discomfort, view it as a sign that you're, that you're pushing yourself beyond your current boundaries and expanding your horizons. Developing self-awareness is crucial when navigating discomfort. Take the time to reflect on your own emotions, thoughts, and physical sensations when faced with challenging situations. By understanding your triggers and patterns of response, you can gain valuable insights into your own limitations and areas for growth. Journaling, meditation, and seeking feedback from others can all aid in developing self-awareness and providing clarity on the areas that you need to focus on. Set meaningful goals, uh, the goal setting, it's, it's essential for personal growth. When establishing objectives, aim for balance between ambition and achievability. You know, stretching yourself too far beyond your current capabilities may lead to overwhelming discomfort, but at the same time, setting goals that are too easily attainable may hinder your growth. Break down your goals into smaller, manageable steps and celebrate each milestone along the way. By consistently challenging yourself with purposeful goals, you will become more comfortable with discomfort and develop the resilience needed to overcome obstacles. Growing through discomfort is not always an easy journey. It's crucial to practice self-compassion along the way. Treat yourself with kindness, understanding, and forgiveness as you navigate these challenging experiences. Acknowledge that discomfort is a natural part of the growth process, and setbacks and mistakes are opportunities for learning and improvement. Surround yourself with a supportive network of friends, mentors, or even a coach who can provide guidance and encouragement during these challenging times. While it's important to challenge yourself, it's equally important to take incremental steps when venturing into discomfort. Gradually exposing yourself to situations that may make you uneasy and build up your tolerance over time. By progressively pushing your boundaries, you allow yourself to grow without overwhelming yourself. Each small step, to each small state, uh, step taken outside of your comfort zone builds confidence and expands the realm of what feels comfortable. Growing through discomfort is an ongoing process that requires patience, self-reflection, and a willingness to embrace the unknown. By recognizing the value of discomfort, cultivating self-awareness, setting meaningful goals, and taking incremental steps, you can navigate the challenges of personal growth with resilience and determination. Remember, growth rarely occurs within the confines of our comfort zones. It's in those moments of discomfort that we have the opportunity to discover our true potential, develop new skills, and expand our perspectives. Ultimately, growing through discomfort is a courageous act that can lead to a profound personal transformation. Remember, true growth happens when we step outside of our comfort zones and embrace the discomfort that accompanies and use that as fuel to propel us forward of a life of personal fulfillment and endless audacious possibilities. We've sadly come to the end of another episode of the Audacious Living Podcast. And as always, I send my thanks and appreciation to our amazing listeners and all those lovers of audaciousness for their ongoing support. It is always appreciated. And so for that, I say thank you. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoy what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. 
Until next time, be audacious.